ladies and gentlemen, from All Seasons Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, Fauci and Gates using Africa as a testing lab. Have mercy. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. I'm really speechless on this best behavior thing now. We need to use all of our strength. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Ben, and it is. It is getting better, and we're looking up. Yes. We're looking all the way up from Colonial Heights into Midlothian, which is southwest of the capital, Richmond, Virginia. Yes, it is. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is an inaugural episode here because it's our first one in the new studio. That's right. And uh, I don't know, Ben, uh, what your thoughts are, but uh, this is comfortable. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's about like, you know, in terms of size so to speak it's about like what we had before but yeah it's nice it's yeah. nice it's it's not the tabletop it's not the tabletop it's yeah. and it's not necessarily palatial it's you know it's it's cozy if you will right but uh sadly the tabletop has been retired oh, um that's that's it's sad. just a different location but yeah well i mean retired made, but not to be forgotten right i mean we had made reference before but part of the tabletop studio was your actual desk As, in your office <laughs> that's exactly right. so this this is this is not your desk this We're, is we don't have your desk here no this is definitely so, not my yeah. desk and this is definitely not your <laughs> desk and this is definitely a table but uh purposefully laid out for what we do that's and, right uh I'm excited, and yeah. I'm excited to get back. Uh, actually, officially, Happy New Year, everyone, uh, right, out there right. to our listeners, and welcome uh, to another episode of The Undiluted Truth. Rock tumblers, truth seekers, you know, even though we can take time, and we we trust and hope that uh, all of you listeners out there had a, a wonderful uh, holiday, spending time with your family, and, uh, Absolutely. Un- you know, it's it's nice to reflect on those things that uh, mean most to us, and I know that if you're like us, uh, the family is definitely one of those. But that doesn't stop the world from uh, turning around, and uh, bad things do happen. Evil is still out there, uh, attempting to perpetrate and infiltrate our lives. Uh, but we we really hope and pray that you had a uh, a very meaningful time with your family and friends uh, over the last couple of weeks. It is, in some ways, good to be back, and in some ways it feels like, wow, we haven't done this in a long time because we're usually doing this, recording and such, uh, so often. But uh, it is is good to be back. And just a little recap before we get into our episode today. We are coming from the... Documentary: The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And he is going to be on some of the clips. And I think, if I 
correct. It'll be the first voice you hear once we get going. His voice, uh, there again, a little recap on that. He's had a condition, and his voice is very, very gruff and sometimes a little difficult to understand. But with that being said, yeah. um, uh, please bear with us on that. We can't control any of that. So, uh, Right. Yeah, no, I was just going to add real quick, uh, since we we're saying hope they had a happy holidays, uh, there will be an episode out today, which is actually the 5th, and this episode, you'll be hearing this on the 10th, Tuesday the 10th yes. is when you'll be hearing this episode. So just wanted to give that reference. So, but Very, very good. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I, I think don't think, yeah, actually, what we're getting ready to get into here is RFK Jr., I guess going to not promoting, but uh, just starting to starting to describe how the one size fits all approach by some of these people that have been involved in testing a variety of drugs and vaccines, et cetera. So that's sort of where he is going. And it seems like there was one more thing that I wanted to mention. Oh, yes. Hmm. This is uh, this particular documentary is getting harder and harder to find. So we have tapped into it through Brighteon.com. Uh, that's the Mike Adams run okay. platform. So right. that is Brighteon, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N, Brighteon.com. So if you want to pull that up and, and do some of your own uh, research and listening, go to Brighteon because I know that you can still get it there. So And I, and I believe on one of the episodes, um, I know I posted the exact link to this video on Brighteon um, on one of our recent episodes. Ah, very good. So yeah. you might have to go back an episode or two, but mm-hmm. I think on one of them I did post the actual link to this video. Right. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've been following us on this, it, it continues to get heavier and heavier. And uh, there again, the theme of it all is the real Anthony Fauci. So, well, Ben, oh, you ready over there? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, sounds good. And uh, here we go. The one size fits all approach to um, solving the problems of poverty and disease is a failed approach. Poverty is the result of a complex uh, conspiracy of economic factors, of cultural factors, of food production, of political issues, and uh, and governance issues. The idea that you can come in with a technological intervention and solve the problems of human poverty is is a dangerous myth. And one of the, you know, the great injuries that I think that Tony Fauci and Bill Gates have perpetrated is steering the World Health Organization away from its traditional concerns with economic development, with agriculture, with local governance and and education, those holistic issues of developing locally rooted solutions to local problems of poverty and health and steered the WHO toward the kind of single preoccupation with vaccines. And we're taking things that are, you know, 
genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in the little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. The, the, the Bill Gates apparatus, they're worse than colonial powers because the colonial powers at least built some infrastructure that was useful and helpful. And pharmacolonialism specifically is you will have nothing to say about how to treat illness in your country. That will be dictated by us. And once we've put our dictatorship into your country, your country is effectively invaded in a sense. It's colonized by us. And I saw that when I crossed Africa, that there were CDC vans, and wherever they had shown up, went to the top of each government, not hard to do, corrupted the government. One of my email contacts wow. uh, told me that in his the town where he was from in, in Zambia, hydroxychloroquine is over the counter, and yet it had disappeared from the shelves, that somebody came in and bought up all of the hydroxychloroquine. You have to understand that in, in Africa, hydroxychloroquine is an anti-malarial. It's used to, for malaria, it's called Sunday Sunday, because it's taken once a week. You know, Sunday is, is a typical day. It's like a, a vitamin, virtually, in, in those countries. And yet, suddenly it disappeared off all, all the shelves, and there were bonfires outside of the town. The wait I'm just going to pause it real quick. Now, that's that's fairly stunning to me that you've, yeah. got, you've got a drug that, you know, it's, it's over the counter. They're, they're taking it, it says, you know, uh, Sunday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Now, wanted to take this this point right here to remind our listeners that hydroxychloroquine can be bought in a in, in a sort of a simpler form and that is quercetin so yes now and you can get it now he did mention how many milligrams to take but it is taken you know once a week as a prophylaxis but they're using it for malaria right great drug for any SARS-CoV-2 or anything in that viral family right. uh, the the corona uh, yeah. virus excellent product so all of a sudden he says you can't find it and, oh, by the way, oh, what are they burning out there on the outside of town? I wonder. Mm, Could yes. it be the, the one drug that is helping us, that is preventing us from getting malaria and who knows what else? Uh, great treatments for, you know, probably things that they didn't even realize that, that in their minds it was malaria. Right. And they're probably not getting any flu viruses. And if they are, it's probably very mild, you know, I would think, because their immune system is being enhanced by hydroxychloroquine. Right. um, But anyway, uh, I just wanted to to make that point. And this is going on in Africa. I mean, this is just extreme taking over of the ignorance of people and corrupting them from the very top. And as that one Mm. uh, individual said, very easy to get to the leaders of these countries to get access to them. Uh, Sadly. Yeah, sadly. So, all right, here we go. It's now finally over for the people of the United States. And according to the authorities, the first phase of the highly awaited Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine rollout is all set to start from Monday onwards. The U.S. Army General Gustav Perner, who is currently acting as the Chief Operating Officer of the government's Operation Warp Speed program, said on Saturday that the first shots 
of the vaccine campaign will be administered as early as Monday morning. We expect 145 sites across all the states to receive vaccine on Monday, another 425 sites on Tuesday, and the final 66 sites on Wednesday, which will complete the initial delivery of the Pfizer orders for vaccine. So the first thing you might want to say to my African-American brothers and sisters is that the vaccine that you're going to be taking was developed by an African-American woman. Early on after the vaccine rollout began, we began to see a wave of deaths, particularly in seniors, citizens and elderly, who were the first people to get the vaccine. And one of these deaths was Hank Aaron, who I knew was, you know, the MLB superstar. Sad, sad. Hank Aaron did a press conference at CDC's urging in Atlanta, which is the home of CDC. He did a press conference in which he got the vaccine on TV telling African-Americans, you need to do what I do. The vaccine is safe. Here, I'm going to take it in front of you. Well, 17 days later, he died. And I wrote an article saying his death is part of a wave of deaths that we're seeing in elderly after vaccination. I didn't say that his death was caused by the vaccine because I can't say that. Scientifically, I didn't have the information to be able to say that, but I could say with certitude and scientific certainty that his death was among many deaths that were being reported immediately after vaccination. Well, I- okay, we need to be clear on that because I like the way that RFK Jr., you know, just based on further studies and research and just keeping records of what was going on, that a number of elderly were dying within a certain length of time after. So what was the common bond was the vaccine. Right. Or let's just put it broadly. The, the, the jab. The COVID so-called jab or the bioweapon. The Fauci, Fauci. Yeah, that too. Uh, yeah. So, uh, But just to roll back, I know that may have been a little confusing because we were in Africa and then we kind of have shifted back here to what was going on in the United States. Right. That's where the rollout of the uh, Operation Warp Speed is, is come, uh, come to, well, it's coming to pass already. And RFK Jr. is sort of dissecting uh, individually, but... We're getting it, and, and folks, I have no idea what uh, Anthony Fauci meant by "Hey, you know, my African American friends that are thinking about getting the vaccine." Just know it was it, it was uh, uh, he, he didn't say it was. What did he say? It was it was put together or, or created cre- by cre- created uh, or um, put out put out by an African American woman? Yeah. I'm not sure what he meant by that when it, these are organizations, and I don't know. Seems like he's just wanting I, to increase his credibility with the vaccines. Well, or he's trying to coerce people, you know, one way or another. But I, 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 when he said that, I'm like, what? what is he trying to say? I mean, we had Moderna, we had Pfizer, we had uh, AstraZeneca, uh, we had Johnson & Johnson. I'm thinking, what does he mean by, you know, these are the manufacturers of the vaccine. Was there... Uh, an African-American woman in one of these 
like, labs filling up the bottle. I mean, it just anyway. So you can tell that RFK Jr. is very worked up about this. He knew Hank Aaron personally, and this bothered him. And, and it should. It should bother us as well. Right. So, all right. Continuing on. Here we go. I was attacked by CDC and by the New York Times and USA Today and all of the television networks and news organizations around the world. Now, remember, the NFL has a vaccine mandate. Aaron Rodgers develops COVID-19. Wait a minute. You took the vaccine. He's like, no, I didn't. I didn't take the vaccine. I got covid he got the McCullough protocol. He goes on with Pat McAfee. I got the McCullough protocol. I got through it. Thanks, Dr. McCullough. And it's revealed he hasn't gotten the vaccine. And why? Because he's concerned about myocarditis. And Cole Beasley for the Buffalo Bills, same thing. And Kyrie Irving plays in New York for basketball, same thing. So we have player after player coming out saying, listen, I am worried about myocarditis. And then you see the array of damage. Hmm. Look familiar? Mm-hmm. Tennis player. What? Ladies and gentlemen, we are just witnessing on screen. Sorry you can't see this, but... Uh, young athletes just collapsing on court. County High School senior is in the hospital after collapsing on the tennis courts. Breaking new details on the deaths of a high school soccer player. Finland, Denmark star man Christian Eriksson collapsing towards the end of the first half. The Kennedy High community mourning tonight after one of their high school football players died. A South Carolina high school football player has died after collapsing at football practice. Star college basketball player collapsing on the court. We want to warn you, the video may be difficult to watch. Florida Gator star Keontae Johnson collapsing during the game. A West Catholic high school student has died after collapsing during a football scrimmage. On mile eight, she suddenly felt fuzzy and blacked out. 17-year-old Ryan Jacobs' heart stopped. Unexpectedly collapsed on the field. Megan went into cardiac arrest. Collapsing during Friday night's football game. This is a gigantic experiment that we're doing on the entire world's population. It's never been used before in humans. The side effects for the Moderna vaccine sound concerning. We looked. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect. So, are these vaccines safe? Well, the, uh, the FDA not being pressured will look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators uh, and their current guidance on this, if they stick with that, is is very, very appropriate. They- All right, I want to pause it real quick, Ben, in, in a quick quiz. Yeah. The question was, are these vaccines safe, uh, Bill Gates? What was uh, his answer? Uh, well, <laughs> well, the, the FDA will uh, approve Decide whether they are or not. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Wow, because you got more out I'm, of it than I'm, I did. I'm not responsible for that. You know, you know, that's. I mean, the FDA. I mean, I, I know right. nothing about whether yeah. it's safe or not. I, 
I just think, own a company called Moderna, and I know nothing. Right, yeah. See, yeah. He, he owns the company yeah. and is very integral in what they do. But I think the elephant in the room is what kind of medical credentials does Bill Gates have? And why would I go to him to ask him if these are safe? And that answer should it should well, tell you everything. I mean, only because he has a vaccine company. So you're asking him, are the is your is your product safe? Yeah, is your product safe? But not necessarily uh, as a doctor, but hey, yeah, but is your product safe? Well, sure, it's safe. I'm you know, oh, well, yeah, I walked into my warehouse where they're putting the stuff in the bottle, and I'm still here. Isn't it safe? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. No. It, <laughs> aye, but aye. prior to that, I I, I want to say this because at the time of, of this recording, uh, we did have the event that took place with the Buffalo Bills safety, uh, and uh, I will I will I will bring that I will bring that name up. Yeah. At, at a later time, I can't. Quite, I I can't remember what his name is right now. Yeah, I don't have it but, pulled uh, up anywhere. Yeah, we we I I can pull it up quickly. But anyway, what I'm getting at is what we just viewed. Yeah, was was a bunch of a, that same a thing. high no, same age bracket, right? And uh, folks, what we have come to know now through Doctor McCullough and a couple of others. Now, Doctor McCullough is a cardiologist. Has been talking about this very thing for quite some time now, but this particular, this particular, I guess, side effect or cause or, or, uh, well, I guess it is a side effect uh, of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. This myocarditis specifically reacts to high adrenaline overload. Interesting. And doesn't it make sense that it would be in these athletes? It's not that all of these athletes are suddenly, Dying as some would like you to think the well, sads, yeah. uh, right, right. The sads, uh, excu- I'm, I'm calling it an excuse because that's all it is. It is the, the sudden adult death syndrome. So, it is because I mean, if you if you look back through, okay, we've had athletes for what 60, 70 years, well, longer than that. You've had athletes, but professional, yes, uh, at high level, professional quote sports, right? Yes, we've had that for at least what 70 years. Right. Oh, yes, as long as long so, as I've been alive. So, yeah. how many times? You know, it might have happened a few times over seventy years, maybe a few that people actually had a heart attack and did. But what I'm saying is, in these numbers, was th- did this ever not ever happen? No, not so. At, not at these numbers. So what? What changed would be the question, sure. right? Yeah. But yeah, you're you're right. Sads. Oh well. Well, uh, well, it's sudden, unexplained. Um. Yeah. Death. I mean, maybe they should yeah. call it suds. Yeah. Sudden yeah. unexplained yeah. death syndrome. I mean. Yeah, and and that is sad because a lot of these we can explain it. Yeah. I mean, if we if we actually want to look. Well, yeah the so. the target it just it goes right to the bullseye because of these most of these athletes around the world had were required they were mandated to be vaccinated. Right, and that's some co- stood up, but yeah, some did. Yeah. That's the common thread. Uh, Damar Hamlin, Damar Hamlin is, right. is his yes. name. It was the Buffalo Bills uh, safety, and of course, as we speak, we're hearing 
good report from what's going on with him, and, and we continue to pray for him and his family here. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that this is going on around the world, and people need to know. And I think one of the things that you would you would definitely like to be prepared with is every one of these events, whether it be a game practice, you need to have medical on site when something like this happens. And these, and I'm just going to say these these poor athletes in many cases are just this is their job. A lot of them love what they do, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to continue to do it. They just figured, hey, I'm going to trust what the doctors are telling me. Give me the jab, and let's keep playing ball. You know, uh, so you can't. It's it's not a hey, you know, somebody should have done this, should have done that. the The problem is, is and we've talked about this before. There was not enough research done, and the biggest crime committed in all of this that there wasn't informed consent uh, given because there was no information given to these guys and gals of what could happen right. if you take the vaccine, and we are seeing some of the results of it right now. So. Yeah. Just wanted to interject there. And there again, when you hear Dr. McCullough's voice, uh, and we will try to identify him for you, but he is probably the number one guy that you need to be listening to when it comes to this right here, this uh, myocarditis and athlete. So, all right, continuing on. They have been working on this technology for a long time, but they've had a lot of problems with it. They haven't been able to get it to where it can work. It's too toxic. And they see this as a tremendous opportunity. And Fauci sees it. Bill Gates sees it. They've been heavily vested in this mRNA technology as a a new revolutionary concept in biology, in medicine. When you woke up this morning, did you know you were going to be receiving the vaccine? I did, yes. So, you know, all of my staff, um, we are excited to get the vaccine, you know, um, I'm sorry, I'm feeling really dizzy. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. The mRNA vaccines work by taking genetic material in the vaccine that's encapsulated in a little microscopic particle and having that particle infect your cells. And that means that the particle is transferred from the outside of your cells to the inside. So it uses your cells, your body, to complete the vaccine manufacturing. It's completed by your body's genetic machinery and not the, the manufacturer's. The mRNA that I was working with and the inventions that I came up with are fundamentally different from what's being used in the current product. Dr. Robert Malone speaking currently. Dr. Robert Malone, the architect of the mRNA. In that I was producing what is close to being a natural RNA. What's being used in the emergency use authorized products from Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech are not natural RNAs. Uh, So they are related to what I'd originally envisioned, but also different. And those differences seem to have contributed to the risks and toxicities. Messenger RNA is made by our cells every single day. It's made by our DNA. And what messenger RNA does is it's a delivery of a recipe. 
The DNA has a recipe that it writes on the messenger RNA, because remember it takes messages. So it has a recipe on the front of it that says, make this protein for healing this muscle. And the messenger RNA then goes over to the ribosomes, which is the factory, and it reads the, the recipe on the front of the messenger RNA and creates the protein, which then goes out into the body and goes over to the muscle that's been injured and hurt and, and repairs it. That's normal DNA, messenger RNA, that happens every day, every minute in our cells all day long. One of the fascinating and terrifying things we've seen over the last two years is that there have been more injuries and deaths reported from COVID shots in the official VAERS systems, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, than for all vaccines combined over the last 30 years. All okay, don't miss that. What? Over the last 30 years, you total up the deaths of vaccines altogether. Right. The deaths are higher in just these recent COVID vaccines than 30 years worth of vaccines given. That tells you they're working, right? Yeah, they're working okay, Ben. Uh, okay. Yeah they're, yeah, they're working just like, uh, you know, that uh, that vision that Bill Gates gives you. We're just shooting, shooting these little it. kids right up in their arms. Right up in their veins. Like, yeah, yeah mm. like he was he was excited oh, he about was. that. Yeah, he's, yeah. you know, and... No. Boy, yep. Reel right. me in. Reel me in. Help, Mr. W Help, Mr. Wizard. Back no. at it. All the vaccines, hepatitis, measles, polio, DPT, you name it. There have been more injuries and more deaths in the last two years from COVID shots. In September of 2000, when I started investigating problems associated with vaccines, there were about 8,000 VAERS reports per year. The last time I looked before COVID, it was about 35,000 reports per year. And if that's somewhere between one and 10% of actual injuries, we could be talking about somewhere between 350,000 and 3.5 million people who are actually injured and were unfamiliar with filing a VAERS complaint. There are a number of reasons that it's underreported. It's a very cumbersome system. It's difficult to use. It's difficult to get data in. and it takes time, and clinicians are reluctant to put data into, into the VAR system. So there should be a much more proactive system where the, the federal government, if they were interested, would more closely track the adverse events related to uh, these uh, vaccines. So that last individual was Dr. Paul Merrick, uh, who is world-renowned, but this is anytime I see this and and I'm hearing it from credible medical personnel, doctors and experts, uh, whether they're, they're biochemists, uh, whatever, all the way from Carl Malone to Carl Malone, <laughs> Robert Malone. Carl Malone was a basketball well, yeah. player. We were watching. Wow. We were watching. Unfortunately, Very. basketball players and a referee falling out uh, from these things. But uh, Robert Malone and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny mm -hmm. and, you know, and then Paul Merrick at the end, and these people are all saying that this system has, th this is their system, and it's saying that we have probably in the neighborhood of, well, they're, 
their numbers are saying 30, I think she said 35,000 of injuries. To date, as we speak, we are about 32,000 deaths. Right. Yeah. But they both all agree, and, and, and uh, Dr. Paul Merrick was very clear in saying this thing is so tedious and so complicated in how you fill this format that a lot of people just don't even bother. So that's why they're saying that it's only about 10% that actually gets that, and that's being generous. Right. Some say yeah, 1%, yeah. If, if, if you're lucky, yeah, actually um, gets reported. Yeah, what, what's her name? Sherry Tenpenny. She, she said one, between 1 and 10. Yeah, but, 1 and 10. So if, if you're generous, it's 10%. Right. But that yeah. takes the numbers just way off the charts. Mm-hmm. And, and so we sit here going, oh, wow. So you're telling me that at least 35 ish thousand people have died from the vaccine that's right. there's no wiggle room with that that's what the system is for and that's they're they're just not speculating they have identified this caused a death so what do we do we sit around as a people and go wow that's wow that's a lot of people but hey charlie you're going to get your shot today I mean, is that what we do? Apparently. You know, well, and Charlie says, "Well, what shot?" Well, you know that that uh, that Corona that everybody's on TV talking about giving. Uh, he's like, "Wow, doesn't, doesn't that have some side effects?" I'm not sure, but I think we should get it. Well, you could die. Well, I'm gonna take a chance. I mean, do you really think those conversations are happening? I don't think so. I don't think these no. people are being told at all that yeah. they could possibly die. No, it's just the opposite. They're being told that they could possibly die if they get the virus, right. which is an absolute falsity. But but okay. But here's here here's a here's a fallacy or or whatever you want to call it to to what they're claiming. They're saying get the shot, right? Okay, and then they're saying you know because you can die if you get the the virus. Yes. So get the shot. Okay. If I can die if I get the virus and your vaccine, because they've started telling people it doesn't stop transmission and it doesn't stop you from getting it. So wait a second. You just told me I could die if I get the virus. And if I get the vaccine, I could still get the virus, which means I could still die from the virus even if I get your vaccine. This is true. So side effects aside, I mean... You're telling me even if I get your thing, I can die anyway. Yes. So that's right. really what what's the point of taking it? Well, and you know, Ben, we we did the research and we we looked back, if you recall, we went back from like 2018, 17, 16, right. 15. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there was uh there was a total of approximately 1200, 1300 deaths that from the flu shot because there was no Corona right, back then. Right, these yeah. were these were just flu shots, and you know, of course, my reaction was, well, I didn't, I never got the flu shot because I had heard that you know you could everybody that was getting the flu shot right away got the flu almost, you know, yeah. not everyone, but but a lot of people, and I was like, well, I don't want to get the flu, I can't stand the flu, so I'm not gonna, I'll just take my chances, and and you know, if I get it, then I'll, I'll, plenty of fluids rest and and do what I need to do, right? But when I saw that. Mm-hmm. I thought, wait a minute. Are you telling me that there's a chance if I get the flu shot, it could kill me? Well, y- yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. Mike, that could happen. 
Right. Well, had I known that, I wouldn't have even thought twice about it. But I did ponder possibly getting it. Right. So th- these these things are being kept from us, the people, the patients, mm-hmm. by doctors who now are being threatened to you know threatened with their uh, revocation of of licenses and barring them from hospitals if they give proper medicines. Right. This is insane. So yeah. the the question that we need to ask ourselves and 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 folks you know we're, we're obviously here to an end on this particular episode but we're and and I'm you know I'm almost sorry we we can't just keep going for the next hour but that's just not possible but we really need to get through to this but what we're trying to do here is identify certain people that have pushed this agenda and you know we're we're all sitting around going why what for what benefit well ultimately it's money you know yeah. we've identified that yeah. it, and in some people's minds this money is more important than somebody else's life as long as it's not theirs and that's the the, the absolute reality of it yeah and so we sit here and you know Thank God that that we have this platform. I mean, I, I can appreciate this for my own sanity because I get to to speak and and just pray that one or two people out there are hearing this and are doing their own research. And that's what we encourage you to do by listening to this. It's not to, you know, to demand you know something bad happen to some of these people, but you know what? You reap what you sow. The Bible says, mm-hmm. and if you're sowing, you know, God's going to take care of that. It's you know. All we can do is stand up and shout from the rooftops what the truth is and maybe help to nudge individuals to do the research, to turn over every rock that they can, to find the truth, and hopefully they'll save a a life of a loved one that maybe they just spent the holidays with. So that's sort of where we are. And we've got much more to come, and uh, they will be coming uh, (laughs) uh, in the near future. We'll be wrapping this up. and. Once again, we, you know, our prayers go out to any of these individuals that have been injured by the vaccine, mistreated by treatments, uh, them and their families. Uh, and with that in mind, uh, if we are about ready to wrap up, we can go to the go to the Lord in prayer here, Ben. All right. All right. Father in heaven, once again, we do thank you. We thank you for this platform. We thank you that uh, you have provided this new studio for us. We ask your spirit to infiltrate all of the listeners that are listening to this currently. We ask that you nudge their hearts, nudge their minds with your Holy Spirit. Help them to discern truth. Help them to hunger and thirst for your truth. We thank you for them and all of them Uh, those out there that have been infected, affected by adverse uh, reactions to the virus, poor treatment. Father, we just pray that you work your miracles in their life. We thank you again for this opportunity. We want to continue to pray for all of those that are standing up around the world, these uh, some of these doctors that uh, that we have just heard from, that are risking really everything to to get this word out, 
Father, we thank you again for this place and this time. And as always, before we part ways, we ask that every intent of our thought be pure. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless you.